You're listening to the Grassroots Church Podcast. We're a Jesus-centered community in Thunder Bay, Ontario. You can learn how to participate more by going to our website at grassroots.church. Water here. So we've been uh, walking through the, the forest, as uh, one phrase has it. Uh, was it you, Steve? You said you go through the forest to think things through and think, where am I going next in life? That's perhaps where Grassroots is. And um, I want to ask you, Lord, to, to help us this morning to focus on what you're saying, to listen to your voice, and to know what to do next, to gradually get that impression from you. Uh, so the, the uh, theme, the, the statement of the theme that I, that I slightly paraphrase goes like this. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live in partnership with God as he carries out his plan of reconciling all things in Jesus Christ. So you know the Holy Spirit is here to give us power or the ability to do things, not so much the Superman power, <laughs> but uh, empowers us in, to do things that we couldn't do before. Um, and of course, Robin led us through lots of aspects of that. Look, it took apart that statement the reconciling, the partnership, uh, who this Holy Spirit is. So I'm going to go briefly through a lot of that and maybe add a few thoughts. But uh, I want to keep it fairly short because we want time to discuss and it, it could be a kind of brainstorming session because after all, this is quite practical. What is the Holy Spirit asking us to do? Um, there are lots of verses about the Holy Spirit. There, there's things like, be filled with the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, do not grieve the Spirit. And one very significant one, I think, in, in the letters to the churches in Revelation goes something like, hear what the Spirit says to the churches, right? That's what we want to do today. Um, and the subject of reconciliation, where does that come from? There is... Oh, I lose it. Oh, yeah. Paul, writing to the Corinthians, says in a whole big chunk of uh, thinking through things, uh, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. It talks about being Christ's ambassadors. So reconciling two parties that are maybe at war with each other or haven't spoken to each other for years. Somehow that's a picture of our role, what we're doing with God. So Robin spoke about reconciling all things. All the different relationships we have with the natural world, people around us, the government, our family, bringing things and people together. Where is the need that we see uh, today? The world we live in is fractured, right? It's obvious that it's true the news gives us the bad news mostly, so we see a lot of bad news, but we, you can tell that we're fractured as a, a human race. The industry against the natural world, white and black, male and female, Christian, Muslim, Jew, Hindu, Buddhist, atheist, on and on. So many people in the world, so many of us are divided and broken and fighting. There's a lot of hate and destruction, as well as all the good things that are happening. But that, that could be the general theme of the human race, just uh, falling apart, fractured, 
needing reconciliation and very much ignorant on the whole of the message of forgiveness in Jesus. Even those who've heard of Jesus often think, I don't want anything to do with him. They don't realize. But God is at work making things right, healing. Even through many who don't know Jesus, there's a lot of these good things happening through people perhaps who, who even hate uh, the Bible or anything to do with religion. But God could be working through them too, right? Reconciling all relationships to heal creation, to heal the world, to bring people back together. So what can we do to join the Holy Spirit in this huge task that he's already doing? Well, it's good to know what, what is the Holy Spirit like? What does he do? You know, who is he? It's kind of mysterious. You can't see him. The Holy Spirit, a very brief and incomplete definition or description, is God at work today in the world, in the community in which we live, in the church right here, and in you and me. But when, when do you think of the Holy Spirit as being around? Is it just here at church and when you open your Bible? Um, or do you see him elsewhere? You know, in a sunrise or a sunset, you think, oh yeah, Holy Spirit's moving in my heart now. But what about, I don't know, in City Hall, in the police station, you know, places like that? Is he at work there? I hope so, because there's got to be, we, we long to see evidence of him working. Uh, Robin mentioned the fruit of the Spirit or the fruit that the Pentecost festival was for the Jews, the offering of first fruits. And now Pentecost means this, it's about the Spirit who grows his fruit in us. We're offering our first fruits and, and the second and third, I hope. Um, fruit in the sense of evidence of his life in us. God is looking for fruit. He's that, the gardener or the vine dresser looking for us to bear fruit and tending his plants with love. Uh, so the Holy Spirit points us to God's mission in the world. It's like the, the disciples were asking Jesus in the beginning of Acts about restoring Israel's kingdom at last. Is, is it now the time we, we get, get the Romans out of here? Jesus redirects them. The Holy Spirit would give them the ability to be witnesses. The disciples might have been scratching their heads, but, but he challenges our control. Will I trust him? That is a, a difficulty for all of us, I think, at sometimes. Am I willing to um, go where he's leading and not just hold on to my, my comfortable life, our comfort zone? The Holy Spirit pushes us out of our comfort zone and puzzles us, confuses us sometimes. The prophets had visions, right? All through the Old Testament, you can see prophets had these visions or words from God that they struggled to understand because they probably were going this way and the Holy Spirit said, ah, this way, or that way, <laughs> completely the other way. Uh, the apostles too, right? Um, Peter was on the roof in uh, Joppa, seeing all these unclean animals and that vision there, at first not grasping the new thing that God was doing, even though Jesus had probably told him so many times. And the church at Antioch prayed hard and the Holy Spirit told them a new thing. Send Paul and Barnabas out. Where? To the Gentile nations. Yeah. Antioch was a good place to, to start that from because they were already 
I believe, Gentile Christians there. Is grassroots at a transition? Or are we sure of where we're going? Do we need the Holy Spirit's direction, specifically? Um, How urgently do we want it? How many minutes or hours or days of time in prayer am, am I willing to give to ask and listen? We need to pay attention. We need to discern what the Lord's will is. So how do we do that? Something we can do individually and together um, right after I stop speaking. Um, but the whole, this whole, whole subject of discerning what the Lord's will is, I'm sure that's another topic for another day. But we know it should agree with what we see of Jesus in the Bible. And think of the whole character of Jesus, the, the way he, he, he spoke to people and, and accepted people and challenged hypocrisy spoke out against things and showed love and and compassion. The Holy Spirit is the same. He does things the same way. And so that's what we should be doing, right? That's how I see it. We have, as our mission statement or whatever it is, cover the earth with the selfless love of Jesus. Sounds great. But we need the detail, the next step. Um, And at the moment, I'm not sure if, I can go into detail or anything, but board, the board is looking into that kind of thing, how to flesh that out, how to partner with the community as we look for another building and see the way forward. Um, so your input is valuable too. How can you and I specifically identify and repent of our limited selfish ways? What walls have we put up that limit God's kingdom from growing in Thunder Bay? Walls in our minds, uh, walls in maybe habits that we've formed as a community, um, things that we do this way and we don't do it that way. Where will he lead us? I invite you to just kind of wrap up. I see this group is just another, are you guys done-ish? Yeah, you're good. Okay, well, I invite you to come back into the middle here and um, we'll sing a, a last song and we'll have some communion together. Um, so feel free to start moseying over to the middle. And as, uh, and as we do that, I just want to thank uh, John Peace for providing a, a bit of a summary of this marker. Um, this marker is the fourth marker, I believe, or the second, depending on what you read online. I don't know, they're all over the place. Um, but it is, in my mind, uh, you know, one of the, the most fundamental ones here because none of the work that we do uh, in reconciling all things can be done apart from the Holy Spirit's work in us. And I think that's a core conviction. Whether you're part of the Jesus Collective or you're just a follower of Jesus, it doesn't matter. It's part and parcel of being a follower of Jesus is trusting that the work of the Spirit um, is what is empowering us to do this difficult, oftentimes difficult work of reconciling. Um, but I mean, this is what we're called to, and it's an exciting thing to be a part of. So, um, um, so this morning, I want to bring our attention now as we close to the table, uh, as we do every week. And I, I, I thought I'd just read a quick passage of scripture as we go into this. So, this First Corinthians, chapter eleven, Paul says, "For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread." 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And so this morning, as we enter into this sacred tradition that began with Jesus on that night he was betrayed and has been passed down to you and me as a simple act of worship and obedience, I want us to remember that we are joining with followers of Jesus all around the world, taking part in this very same ritual. And so let us remember that we are but one part of a larger body and that Jesus' death and his resurrection bind us as one, regardless of where we might land on all secondary aspects of our faith. This death and his resurrection unify us. And so as we come this morning, all are welcome. Let us partake of this bread and of this cup, remembering the love that unites us, the grace that is to flow through us as we live out the daily call of being Jesus' hands and feet to a broken and hurting world. We give thanks for these elements, the simple meal, nourishing our spirits, deepening our communion. May the love we've experienced empower us to spread compassion, justice, and peace. May Jesus' inclusive love guide us. May his divine grace sustain us. And may his compassionate spirit that we've been talking about this morning, may it empower us to do the hard work of reconciling all things. Amen.